Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio Friday morning. The sun is out. It's going to be a gorgeous weekend. You got a game on Saturday. Got fireworks on Sunday. Couldn't ask for anything better. Baseball season, as you mentioned earlier in the week, is at the numerical halfway point. And baseball, as we know, is all about the numbers, my man. How'd you do in school at math? You Very math- poorly. So, but then all of a sudden, but now, I mean, you're, is it the small numbers? Sports numbers make sense? What? Addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, fine. Anything about small that? Small math, yeah. I'm, I'm Theoretical sorry. math, I'm the exact same way. I can't deal with Incidentally, it. Incidentally, let me throw this into this parade tomorrow, too, out in Marshfield. Going to be a great one, too. We'll be out there as well. So uh, uh, we'll be throwing you some candy, or I guess we could throw each other candy. Well, the honor flight throws more than candy. <laughs> if you get my drift. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the this is a game of numbers, and the Cardinals have reached the halfway point of the season, as have most, can't literally say all, but most of the other teams. The halfway point is 81 games. It's a 162-game season. So where do the Cardinals stand? Well, there is some level of good news because the Cardinals have made inroads against the Reds and the Cubs. They are two teams in front of the Cardinals. Have not made any inroads against the Brewers. In fact, they've lost ground to the Brewers. Cardinals trail the Brewers by nine games with game number 79. In other words, 79 games remaining uh, tonight. All right, nine games. Is that an insurmountable advantage? No, of course not. The Brewers will call off. They're, 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 they're really red hot right now, and they can't continue. Law of averages says they will not, so they'll cool off a little bit. Problem is, where will the Cardinals be when that cool-off does happen? Will they be too far behind to catch them? Hopefully not, but the Redbirds have to start winning. This is a 10-game road trip they're on right now. The Royals the Royals have fallen on evil days. They lost their ninth in a row yesterday. They are 14 games under 500, and they're falling far behind the Chicago White Sox. The Royals, to really challenge the White Sox, you didn't expect that this year, but you do in the coming years. And... The Kansas City team has some very good talent, and I think that's going to mature and they're going to be a better team. It won't be in 2021, but they do need to establish a winning psychology. Incidentally, the uh, division-leading White Sox just brought up a former Missouri State Bear to their team, Mm -hmm. Jake Berger, who is a big-time hitter. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I believe the Royals will get there. They had a little bit of that spark at the beginning of the season, but as you see with young teams, things fall apart. But I believe in them, and we'll see what happens. Uh, so the NCAA isn't the only one finding and putting teams on probation. The NFL just did that to three teams. What happened? Find them. Find them big time. And we talked about this when the when the um, non-mandated drills were going on. Now, there is a period when it is mandated, but these off-season drills, there is no contact. That is the NFL rule. They established it last year during the covid do not have have any contact. <laughs> Three teams did. The NFL orders all teams to film or tape their practice sessions just to see if that's happening. And it did. The Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, both received fines for doing that. Biggest miscreant of all, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a $200,000 team fine, which really isn't all that much, but a $100,000 fine for their coach, who has yet to coach a game? Urban Meyer should have known. No contact. They did have contact. The NFL said, Niet, give us the money. 
When has Urban Meyer in his entire career never done exactly what he wanted to do despite the never. rules? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly one of my big laundry lists of problems with the guy. Last but not least, a change this year in the July 4th racing schedule. Yeah, NASCAR has always had, at least always in my memory, always had the Firecracker 400 at Daytona. It's a big deal. They changed it from daytime to nighttime for television purposes. But that was always kind of a culmination of the 4th of July holiday, having NASCAR run the 400-mile race at Daytona. It will not be this year. That race has been moved to the middle to latter part of August. And instead, NASCAR is having their cup race, and it's another one of the road races. They're having more and more of these road races as part of the NASCAR schedule as opposed to the oval racing. These are road races. And uh, NASCAR is going to one of the famed road racing courses, Road America. That's in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. It is one of the most famous of the road racing tracks, and that's where NASCAR will be. It is also NASCAR's first visit to Elkhart Lake in 65 years. Wow. This will be a heck of a challenge for the drivers, but yeah, they're going to race on uh, Saturday and Sunday up there. Indy was there last week. Mm-hmm. This week, it's NASCAR. Man, well, you know, it, it, like you said, uh, racing in the fourth kind of uh, go hand in hand, and they have been. We mentioned we are at the numerical halfway point of the season for uh, the Cardinals' season so far. They went out to Colorado, another team they've got to get wins from. Did they do that? No, they did not. Not uh, in the opener. Uh, Colorado is a little bit better than Arizona, marginally so. They have some veteran players on their team who can hit the ball. Arizona, somehow, they beat the Giants last night. Hal, I'll never tell you. But uh, nonetheless, anything can happen. Colorado and the Cardinals were tied 2-2 going into the ninth inning. Keep in mind, this game was delayed for an hour because of rain, but they finally did get it underway, and even then it was a very quick game. They started the game somewhere around quarter to nine, and by shortly after 11 o'clock, it was was over. That's a quick game. It always is when Adam Wainwright is the pitcher. He pitched very well for the Cardinals, very well. 2-2, he left the game in the ninth inning. And the Cardinals brought in their top closer, Giovanni Gallegos, who is, he's nails when he comes in. 5-1 and one and an under 2-point ERA. Gets the first two batters out. Then you're getting into the meat of the Colorado order, and they can hit the ball, especially at Coors Field. Walks two of the big sluggers. Mm. <laughs> Up steps Elias Diaz, the catcher who is batting under 200, 183, but has hit home runs in three of his last three games. What does he do? 0-2 pitch. Gallegos gets two strikes on the guy, and instead of wasting the pitch, he puts one down the middle, and it ends up 424 feet in the seats in left field. Three-run walk-off homer. Colorado wins it 5-2. That is not the way you wanted to start a 10-game road trip. No, sir, you do not. Uh, same could probably be said for the Royals, too. They've been on the kind of the same road trip the entire time. <laughs> Almost seems that way, but, you know, last weekend... The Royals wasted the Boston Red Sox in Kansas City. And Boston remembered that. So Kansas City goes to Fenway Park, and the Royals lost their ninth in a row, fell to the Red Sox 15-1. Of course, it's a big score, lopsided attack, 17 hits, but it's only one loss or one win, depending on your situation. Rafael Devers and Danny Santana had the big hits for Boston. Each had three RBIs. Hey, the Royals just simply do not, or they're in a in a level of their schedule right now, which they simply can't seem to get that magic touch. But it is nine straight losses now, and in the month of June, the Royals were seven wins, 20 losses, and that's yeah. dropped them out. 
that's a bummer. You know, guys were talking about the uh, sticky substance thing on Ned Talk recently. It was like you could tell the future because as soon as you guys talk about it, the first, literally three days later, the first one, what would you think about that? You no, know, Seattle Mariners pitcher Hernandez, he, now he's not one of the top stars, but yeah, he gets nailed and he gets that 10-game suspension. This is not a 10-day, it's a 10-game, but he is being paid. So what kind of a penalty is that? Well, you know, sit back and figured out a different way to put the sticky substances on the wall. <laughs> He's uh, got a couple is, weeks to do it. This whole thing is bogus, uh, and, and I think it's a joke. One of the players last week, got, the umpires can rely on a manager. manager can say, hey, check that guy. Well, they check him, and it's on the uh, third baseline as they leave, so it doesn't delay the game any. The one Oakland A's pitcher who was challenged took down his pants, and the umpire is just laughing. Of course, they have they have briefs on Yeah, jock straps, stuff like that. Well, even more than that, they have these uh, uh, muscle-absorbing tight shorts on that go all the way down to Compression. Your Compression shorts. Compression. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Compression shorts. And, uh, but the umpire's laughing his head off at watching the players say, hey, you want, you want to see? This is what I have. Anyway. Anyway, it's a joke. I think the whole thing is bogus. And uh, I hope it goes away pretty quick. Yeah, we'll see, man, because it's definitely starting to become a joke in itself. Last but not least, the NBA playoffs have been insane. Uh, Bucks got a big win yesterday against the Hawks. They go back to Atlanta. Do you think they finish it off in Atlanta, or I is this going well, seven? I would think they would, except that I thought Philadelphia would finish off Atlanta <laughs> in Philadelphia, and they did not. <laughs> no, they didn't. So uh, this is Milwaukee leading three games to two now after a 123-112 to win last night. The Bucks are up three games to two. The Bucks did not have Giannis Antetokounmpo in there. He's their big star, but they were able to win anyway because an old, well, I say, say old pro. He's not old chronologically, but Brooks Lopez, who played his college basketball at Stanford and had been with the Brooklyn Nets. You can't coach 7-1, and Lopez is 7-1. He's not an agile 7-1, but he made it work last night. Had the big leading scores and was a force underneath against Atlanta, and that was a big win for the Bucks. So it's three games to two Bucks, and they're awaiting whoever wins this, the Phoenix Suns, who are just resting and waiting for somebody to come along. <laughs> it's crazy how this thing's played out. Uh, yeah, so you're telling me there's another seven one point guard out there, huh? Uh, actually, Lopez is not, he's not a point guard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, yeah, I know. All right, Ned, you have a wonderful 4th of July, and uh, we'll see you in Marshfield tomorrow, sir.